0: And you know, a lot of these places we go to, they'll have, you know, 10 or 12 domes or something on it, which is awesome. I could have built another dome, saved a lot of money because I learned so much on the first process. And and, diff- and I may take this dome, I may take what I know to another area, but I think the novelty of having different structures um, increases your virality o- online. It increases people wanting to come back to your place. I've had multiple guests book the house, come back, book the dome. Now they're coming back to book the mirror house. And if you just have seven or eight domes, you have different themes and all that. And, it, and that's a good way to do it. But most of the time they probably stay in a dome. There's, there's not a higher, the, the chances of them coming back, if you have a similar dome, isn't as high as having different style structures and a different experience for them.
1: Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs, boutique hotels, and hospitality brands, and the hosts, operators, and entrepreneurs who have brought them to life. Every Tuesday and Friday, you'll meet the military veterans, the retired flight attendants, tech entrepreneurs, the school teachers, the single moms, and the real estate investors who are all, in their own unique ways, shaping the future of travel and hospitality. Discover how these visionaries, from all over the world, have built chic cabins in the mountains, designed bohemian bungalows on the beach, erected eclectic off-grid and nature-immersed escapes, and so much more. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, the internet's best destination for last-minute Airbnb deals. You can subscribe for free at spontaneous.com. And I'm your host, Zach Buzzi-Cruz, co-founder and CEO of Spontaneous. All right, friends, enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Garrett Brown, the visionary and creator behind Cameron Ranch Glamping, a collection of luxury glamping units on 11 acres, just an hour outside of Houston, Texas. Garrett is a professional music producer and traveling DJ, who has always loved dabbling in real estate investing. When he wasn't performing on stage or out on a tour, he'd find himself scrolling through listings, dreaming of what it would be like to build his own portfolio of homes. He wanted to learn more about real estate, so he decided to get his real estate license so he could get an inside look at how the industry actually works. Tune in to hear the story behind how Garrett quickly swapped showing homes to others for building his own and the series of events that led him to fall in love with hospitality. In this episode, Garrett shares the importance of considering both novelty and variety of structures when building a unique stay to increase virality and attract repeat guests. He talks about why he believes you should determine the unit type you want to build and then go find land and not the other way around, why you shouldn't overlook smaller content creators and influencers when marketing your stay, and how the tragic loss of his brother inspires the work that he does today. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet Garrett. All right, Garrett, we are live, my friend. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Dude, uh, I'm really excited for this chat. I think we first connected on Instagram, maybe, and I, I think I might have found you guys through some reel. And mm. since then, I uh, feel like I've done a, a deep dive into Cameron Ranch Glamping, and I've got so many questions for you. But um, I actually wanted to start by kind of going back to the beginning. Like, what can you tell us about the story behind Cameron Ranch Glamping? Like, where where does the story in in your mind, anyways, uh, actually begin?
0: Sure. Um so I've been in real estate now for 6 or 7 years. I have a hospitality degree from the Hilton College and uh, University of Houston. Oh,
1: wow. So I've
0: always wanted to do more. I was leaning more towards restaurants, but you know, the hospitality industry is very all-inclusive of a lot of things. I took a. I, I started doing music full-time, but as wow. it kept kept progressing, I really wanted to get further into real estate and figure out how I can build some generational wealth while also using my creativity i had a few condo airbnb condos i was doing and and they were doing okay in houston they were just kind of you know run-of-the-mill cookie cutter kind of style ones yeah. and when when not many you know big big players in the industry were, were investing in airbnbs it was easy to make money but once all the institutional money came in <laughs> my prof- yeah my profits i couldn't keep up with them so i was like all right i need to do something a little different I was uh, you know, searching on YouTube and for inspiration, just like you know, a lot of people do and came across a few different channels like Rob Bilt and Kai Andrews and all these ones that talk about unique stays. And yeah, I, I kind of got further with it and I'm like, okay, this is you know, I started wrapping my head around the idea and really trying to, you know, think about it. And the further I got along and crunching numbers, it all kind of came together that this was something that was going to be much more profitable, something I would enjoy way more because of the creativity I could provide to it and really offer some unique structures. And then I really wanted to build a place that um, really could help people like reconnect Mm. with their loved ones and disconnect from some of the world we named cameron ranch glamping after my brother that passed Mm. away 15 years ago uh, due to a suicide so we're real big we're real big um advocates for mental health and really just trying to get people to reconnect with their loved ones and just relax and revive in nature so we wanted to supply that space with you know quiet just really get them out there and then at the same time something that they just can't experience other places and this all just culminated into something that we're really proud of
1: Wow, man, first and foremost, I mean, what a what a story. I am so sorry to hear about your brother. and and I can't even begin to imagine that that pain for you and and your family. but I mean, what a what a cool opportunity to turn something so tragic into into something that is is beautiful uh, in, in a way and will honor his his memory for forever. and and what a cool opportunity to share. A little piece of you know that that story with with people that come to to the ranch that's 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 a, that's a very like beautiful testimony to to his life
0: thank you i appreciate that that's really what we wanted to do and then it's a great way to honor him at the same time while really trying to build generational wealth and and just really expanding this idea as much as we can and and bring this legacy around
1: wow so okay so you had this idea you want to do something a little bit different, get out of the run-of-the-mill Airbnb condo game. You find this this land; it's like what eleven acres, is that correct? And and you just you buy it, and then you figure out, okay, how am I going to build something like unique here? Or like, what was your process as you're watching Rob Bilt and and Kai Andrews on on, on YouTube? Like, at what point in time do you decide, all right, I have learned enough to at least like mm-hmm. dive in?
0: Yeah. Um, so I have my real estate license. I've had it for about six or seven years now. And I was doing more of the realtor side stuff. And it's it's really not personally for me because um, yeah. I'm not a real salesy person like that. Yeah. But it opened up a lot of avenues into the more of the investment side. I started working with investors on fix and flips and things like that. Um, so then I, I kind of, when I got to the idea of the glamping, one, yeah. one luxury of having my real estate license, even though it's expensive to keep every year um is i was able to really start going i was starting to look for areas you know there's a few right i'm in houston yeah um is my main base which is you know one of the biggest markets in the nation yeah and i started looking around and there just wasn't many many sites out there austin texas which is about three or four hours away has tons insane amounts yeah so i started kind of analyzing i'm like okay what's what's something in near the houston area that has you know something that people actually will go vacation out to and and we used to go when i was younger go out to an area called lake livingston which is it's the second largest lake in texas and it's only an hour away okay um so i started kind of analyzing that area and there's a couple others and i started i was just crunching numbers i was on air dna i was you know i'd go to airbnb and i was seeing what was out there seeing what the competition was how their reviews were yeah and I, i started to notice that I didn't have much competition in the area, which was kind of surprising to me mm. for being the fourth largest city in um, the US. And so I would start, I started going check out places. And this is when my realtor license became really useful to me because I could go any time of day to ah. go view a place. Something would pop up. I could go, I wouldn't have to call my, I wouldn't have to call a realtor. I wouldn't yeah. have to wait for anybody. If I you saw a place. Up. Yep. I could just go, I'd get the code I, and and I would go and I started looking at all these places. and. I had a general idea of what I wanted. I wanted, I was like, oh, I need five acres. I need something with no restrictions, you know, no HOA. Yeah. Um, I, I was, there was two different counties. So I was calling each county, the permitting department and, you know, kind of just giving them an idea of what I was thinking. And one county you could tell was a little more intimidated by my plans. <laughs> and the other county was kind of like, you know, bring it on. Like we'd, we'd be open to hearing about it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So once I started analyzing that, once I saw all these places it took me about a year to find the place that I'm in now. I even made wow. a couple couple offers on other places and they didn't work out for a few different reasons and and I'm very happy about that cuz the place I have now is is almost almost perfect for what I was looking for especially yeah. as a starter. Yeah. Um but I was able to go around and I was looking for a place uh Kai Andrews to my knowledge kind of coined the term land hacking mm. and so i was going around looking for a place with a house on it that had at least five acres at the time once yeah. i started doing my research I, I and going visiting some places i realized i was like i probably need a little bit more land so i started looking more in the eight plus kind of range and uh finding a place with a house on it allowed me to know that utilities were going to be available or at mm. least somewhat available and, and save a lot of money because running infrastructure for roads and electric and all that is not cheap if you have to foot it all the first time. Yeah. Um, so once I got down that line, I really just started narrowing. I I saw a lot of places and I didn't jump the gun on buying a place until I was almost pretty certain that it was something that really, I think was going to fit, fit what I wanted, you know, some people will go out and get the first place they see and overpay for it. And there's a lot of issues that they really didn't understand that they may get into. But I really took my time for that first year, and I'm really glad I did because um, I wouldn't have landed on the place that I I have. Um, and I use my realtor knowledge. So if if you if you're not a you know if you don't have a real estate license, it's definitely something that you need to try to cultivate a relationship with either a realtor in that area or a, you know a couple different realtors that can help you. You know, give them your criteria and just go out and see places. You know, yeah. you're gonna have to put that legwork in to really go see what's in the area, go drive around the area, drive around the neighborhoods and, and really see like what you may be getting yourself into. And then I, I didn't jump the gun and I, I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that.
1: I, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, uh, amazing, like, just like hack there, like get your real estate license. Not that it's yeah. you know necessarily <laughs> yeah. easy and not, not that people want to put the time and energy and money into doing that just so that they can go find like the perfect piece of land. But for folks that have it right. Um, a, a beautiful hack there. Um, yep. But what, what, I wanted to ask a question about, did you have this vision? So you, you wanted to do something unique, but w- mm-hmm. were you specifically thinking about, okay, I want to try, you know, three-ish, four-ish, five-ish different unique types of stays on this land, and then I want to see, like, what works, and, and and then, you know, build from there. Or like, when, when you say that you had this vision in mind, and you mm-hmm. had this plan, and you were kind of, like, looking for, the, like, the land that would match that plan, what was the initial plan?
0: Uh, so I, I went through a few different, um, I really was trying to figure out what structure I was going to build. You know, I was looking for a house that had yeah. a little bit of uniqueness to it, yeah. but that basically in the end was a good equity play for me. Like I yeah. would always have this house and I can fix it up and keep building up the equity. Cause a lot of, some of these structures we build um, don't have a whole lot of equity that you're yeah. adding to it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it just kind of depends on how the build is and things like that. So I was going between, you know, shipping containers. I was between geodomes, yurts, a frames. I went through everything, you know. Yeah. And this was in my initial phases. And I, I settled on a geodome when I decided because I, I saw a few people online that were um you, that had there was a lot of information out there and there was nothing in the area similar to it. There was a couple yeah. shipping containers, not too far, yeah. but there was there was no domes. So as I was going around to these different places, I had the dome in my mind yeah. um to be able to figure out like, okay, where when I would go to these places, I would look at them and, and visualize, okay, like I'm, I'm going to plan for three or four structures, at least to like, I don't know what those other, other structures may be. I may do another dome. I may do a tree house. I may do something different, but I'll have the vision for it. But I know the first thing I'm going to do is a dome. Um, and I also went a little bit smaller than I wanted to on the dome which was smart on my end because you don't realize what you don't know until you get into it. And you're going <laughs> to spend way more money on that first structure through the learning curve. And the bigger dome you have, it's, it's going to cost more from your mistakes. And so yeah. I'm glad that I kind of settled on a little bit smaller of a dome. And when I was talking to these permitting departments, I, I knew that I could get, I got my dome from Pacific Domes and I knew that they could supply architecture plans, which was huge in getting yeah. my commercial commercial permit. And uh, so when I was going talking to some of these permitting departments, I had a little better idea to be able to talk to them. Like, hey, I want to build a geodesic dome. I'll have plans for it. Um, is this something y'all would be able to uh, allow to get a permit? And then you know, one county was kind of like, oh, I'm not too sure. We're you know this and that. And then the other county was, you could tell they were just a little more open. Yeah. Um. And so going into that with my vision, I knew that the permitting department was going to or the permitting process was going to be tough but having that idea of what kind of structure and maybe how many structures i was going to have on a piece of land um really gave them some clarity and gave me some clarity on on how i was going to be able to really build it and make it come to fruition i
1: i love this because you know a lot of people talk about how Oftentimes they, they go and it's all, you know, they think it's just about the land. Let me buy the land. And then like, Mm -hmm. let me figure out like what the land says to me. And then I'm going to build something accordingly, (laughs) which, which is a, you know, a a fine strategy in its own right. But, but I love your, your method, which was like you first and foremost, you did your research and you determined, Hey, there, there aren't these geodomes, which are popping off on like Instagram and elsewhere right now. There's, there's nothing in my market like this. There are some container homes. I want to go find land in a place, right? And in a space where I could build something like this. So you started Mm -hmm. with a a, a sense for what kind of unique structure you wanted to build and then found the environment that was most conducive to that. So I I love that it's just like an approach and, and a strategy. So, today you have the the geodome you've got mm-hmm. the, the like the texas you call it like the texas country house what do you call it ranch call house it? The the ranch, ranch, ranch house. House, yeah mm-hmm. which was i assume the structure that was on the property Correct. originally um and then you just recently i don't even know if it's you know i don't know if you can book it yet but you guys have like a mirror yep. the, the one of the oud mirror houses which have been all yep. over instagram and like yep. i'm just a huge huge fan of um so and you got one of those now is that is that open yet be, yes, be, yes, okay, it's okay. a, yeah, it's been
0: yeah, it has been open for about 2 months now and we've been almost 100% occupied.
1: Amazing, amazing. Okay. Yep. So so now that you've got these three structures in place, like what are what are you like testing for? Is the hope to build one or two more on this existing land? Mm-hmm. Is, do you feel like you've tapped out th- this existing land? Like what what have you learned since getting these structures up and how are you thinking about sort of applying those learnings, whether it's to future builds or to yep. you know expanding uh, new operations on the existing land? Like, what are some of the the takeaways from having these three pretty distinct, right? Mm-hmm. But but all in their own right unique structures on on the same land.
0: So we we do plan on maybe adding one more. Um, we 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 have eleven acres, and we do plan on maybe adding one more structure on the land. But we really wanted to keep it more secluded and, yeah. and not as crowded I, one one tip that I have for people that uh, I didn't mention earlier that are planning on getting into this or even or even thinking about it is go visit some glamp sites in different areas like mm. go stay at some because that's yeah. what I did I stayed in a couple shipping containers I stayed in a yurt I stayed in a geodome in different areas not, not even necessarily in my area um, but I, I spent that up front to go see, and I decided from all of that, I was like, the geodome is going to be the most viral thing out of these ones I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we like, and the reason I went with a different structure and, you know, a lot of these places we go to, they'll have, you know, 10 or 12 domes yeah. or something on it, yeah. which is awesome. I could have built another dome, saved a lot of money because I learned so much on the first process and, and different, and I may take this dome, I may take what I know to another area. But I think the novelty of having different structures um, increases your virality online. It increases people wanting to come back to your place. I've had Mm. multiple guests book the house, come back, book the dome, now they're coming back to book the mirror house and yeah. if you just have seven or eight domes, you have different themes and all that. And it, and that's a good way to do it. But most of the time they probably stay in a dome. There's, there's not a higher, the, the chances of them coming back, if you have yeah. a similar dome, isn't as high as having yeah. different style structures and a different experience for them. Yeah. Um, so we really wanted to do that. And we and, and as we're building the place, and you know, we have a real um, marketing and, and online presence is huge for us. And we knew that having all these different structures, we would be able to, you know, have new content all the time. If we just had the same domes over and over and over and over again, it kind of wears out the audience of yeah. sorts, you know, you have to keep in reinventing it or, or doing things like that. So we are planning on adding more structures. But the things i have learned from you know working with the ood company who are, are amazing and i'm honored to um, work with them and and geodomes and, and building equity structures is now i could take the same stuff i learned and maybe take it to a different area of texas yeah. or a, a you know oklahoma or a different yeah. just a different place i want to and so i'll still have the novelty of it but i'll be able to learn i'll, I'll be able to save the money that you know, from all my mistakes I learned from, from the Geodome and, and, and working with the mirror house and other things. So I I like the novelty of it and and expanding somewhat that it's not, uh, I don't want to pack in a lot of units. I like the privacy and seclusion, but I've also want to package this and basically take my brand and expand it to other places with similar structures since I have learned from it, just get them far away enough that it doesn't have too much of a crossover between audiences, uh, generally speaking.
1: I was at an industry networking event recently with some incredible hospitality entrepreneurs and there was one topic of conversation that everyone was chatting about. Can you guess what it was? Keep in mind, this was an event with some of the most incredible folks building unique stays, micro resorts and other unforgettable Airbnbs. So these folks knew what they were doing. These weren't like industry newbies. Any guesses? Can you guess what the hottest topic of conversation was? Well if you guessed cleaning, you'd be right. You see, it doesn't matter if your average nightly rate is $100 or $1,000. If it's your guest room or the world's most unique tree house, if the stay isn't clean, your guests aren't going to be happy. And finding the right cleaning team, especially these days, is really tough. But my new friends at Turno help make it Easier. Turno is the smartest way to schedule, pay, and find vacation rental cleaners. Think of Turno as an Uber or TaskRabbit for STR hosts. Simply create an account, describe your listing's cleaning needs, and Turno will match you with cleaners near you. And get this each cleaner's profile is complete with ratings and reviews from other STR hosts, so you know what you're getting into and who you're going to be working with ahead of time, rather than crossing your fingers and praying that your new cleaner meets your expectations. And you can store all of the cleaning preferences that you have in your account that is associated with each of your listings this ensures like quality cleaning every time turno's auto scheduling feature syncs to your rental calendar and automatically generates cleaning projects associated with guest check-in and checkout dates to be shared with cleaners after the cleaning turno can auto process payments for you how cool is that? So no more like Venmoing people over, you know, your iPhone. <laughs> and it gets even better, friends. Turner offers a simple, affordable pricing for STR hosts of any size. Single property accounts and marketplace users get access to all the platform's tools and features for free. And they make working with your existing teams easy too, with plans as low as just $6 per property per month. There's so much to Turno. So I want you to take just five minutes to explore their offering further at turno.com forward slash behind the stays. And the team there is offering behind the stays listeners a $150 Amazon gift card after you complete your first turnover before March 31st of 2024. So don't sleep on this, folks. Go to turno.com forward slash behind the stays to learn more. You know, I, I think too a lot about some of these unique stays that I've been to and, and have been fortunate enough to stay at. And, you know, sometimes you find a location that, like, you really love. It's, you know, an hour or two from, like, where you live. But Mm -hmm. to your point, it's like, okay, well, once I've stayed in the dome, like, I've stayed at the dome. And these are all priced, right, at at a premium because they're unique. And it's like, okay, do I really want to go drop, like, you know, $350, $400 to stay in this dome again? Or maybe, you know, maybe I go stay in, like, a nice hotel. Or maybe I go look for, like, a totally, like, different kind of property, even if I had a great experience, right? Absolutely. So what's really cool about what you're doing is you're saying, hey, like if you found like peace in this on this property, if you like enjoyed the land as you're walking around, it's beautiful and and, and you feel relaxed and and whatnot, you might want to come back to the place, but you might want to have the opportunity to stay in a totally different like unit type, right? Absolutely. So it's sort of that the best of both worlds. Like the user, the the guest can come back to a place where they you know found peace and and were like restored. But they also get the novelty of something new, and I think that that's actually a really incredible and probably important thing for folks listening to this pod who are building these sort of unique states to keep in mind is like even if it might make you know more sense um, financially or uh, mm-hmm. you know or or quite frankly just to be able to apply the learnings that you've learned mm-hmm. from a, building the, the first geodome, it would it would have saved you a lot of time to just go build yep. seven more, right? Absolutely. And you, the business would actually probably like agree with that as as well yep. but to your point from a longer term strategy and perspective it does lose some of some of that novelty so maybe maybe right there is there is um it, it's important to consider and maybe even reconsider if you're you know working on a build right now the kind of unit type and the distinction especially if you're going to pour so much money and so much time into yep. the branding of these spaces like yep. like you guys have in the marketing of these spaces to your point you know, you can only shoot a dome so many different ways yep. for an Instagram reel,
0: exactly. Okay? <laughs> um, but if you've got a
1: dome and a mirror house, and you know, uh, this this uh, gorgeous like Texas house, you, you know, other other kind of cool units. It allows your content to be incredibly diversified and yes. whatnot, which obviously inspires people to come back. So, uh, I love the strategy. You guys have over twenty thousand followers on Instagram. You've got several thousand followers on TikTok. How have social? How has social media, I should say, like helped fuel your your business growth? Like, do you guys have a lot of direct bookings? Like, talk yeah. to us a little bit about your 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 marketing strategy
0: uh so um we've been very i have some a small marketing background from some of my music experience but we've we've been really lucky to learn a lot as we go but then also the the novelty of having different structures has helped us a lot and we work we do, we do a lot of direct bookings our, our direct bookings are actually probably in the 70 or 80 percent range which Amazing. uh a lot of people get shocked when you tell them that because most people are the opposite with airbnb um, but we get still get some good Airbnbs, but without a doubt, our direct booking website does phenomenal. And a lot of it comes content creators, without a doubt, are our number one uh, ROI return yeah. on um, using them. We do a lot of paid ads, and they do well, too. I, I know a good bit about meta ads. I know a good bit about Google ads. I um, do well with those. But our influencer strategy has, without a doubt, led us to the amazing—we've almost been 100%— b- almost 100 percent occupied in our geodome and our mirror house since we've launched them our ranch house is about 70 percent um but we're hoping for the next summer to really pick up since it's more of a family stay but yeah the, our, our unique u- really unique structures with our content create content creators and influencers that come in they do phenomenal and it goes yeah. back to the product itself is so easy to market that it. their job is easier my job is easier on the marketing side and we also take a like We also take a lot of chances with some creators too something that i I think has been really beneficial is we've paid a a few bigger content creators to come out and they do very well some of them don't do as well as some others and yeah and and one thing that's cool about having different structures is we can have them come back and it's like a totally new feel we've had we've had one influencer uh her name's texas eats first she's came back several times she does phenomenal every single time and because she's had different different ones to you know, if we'd had same domes and everything, she wouldn't really be able to get those extra viral moments that she provided. But we've also had really tremendous success with our ROI with smaller creators that we just like, they either reached out to us and we did a little research or we found them, you know, 10,000 followers, you know, 5,000, yeah. 15. Yeah. And we like their content because they'll come out for free, usually for an yeah. exchange and stay. And if you do 10 of those and you have unique structures. There's a chance that three or four of those are going to go pretty viral and it's yeah. a as a and I've, we've it's one of those things that some people don't they're like oh they've only have 5,000 followers like why would we give them a free stay and we we tend to our weekends are constantly booked we it's very hard to never have a weekend not booked but yeah. our weekdays sometimes lag a little bit we still get a lot of last minute bookings in and things um but if there's a weekday or, or something open, that's, we use that time for influencers a lot of the time because those yeah. dates, especially right now in January. We have a few weekdays open in, in our dome, in our mirror house. And so we are filling those with influencers and uh, photographers and content creators because all it takes is one of those to go viral. Basically, yeah. we had, we've had a, we've had several smaller creators come out. Um, and like I said, about 10 of the videos, they may get, you know, 5,000, 10,000 views, yeah. but there's a couple of them that have went to 300,000, 400,000 yeah. Two more than the ones we, the influencers we paid to actually come out, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and it's because of the novelty. They made good videos and we kind of researched it to be like, okay, we like their style and, you know, we can tell where there's a chance that it, you got to give yourself a chance to go viral pretty much. Yeah. There's no right or wrong way to film the content and make it, but the more opportunities you give the, the algorithm basically to kind of bless your property of sorts, you know, yeah. like we, we got really lucky with having those smaller influencers make good content. They, they benefited as well because their pages were growing tremendously. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great tip for people is they they kind of skip over some of the smaller content creators thinking, thinking it's not even it's going to help them but they actually they're hungrier and they have just as chance to go viral as the bigger ones most yeah. of the time if they especially if you have if you have a unique stay you always have a shot to have something catch in the algorithm that just blows up your property page and we've been you know very blessed with that and ads have really worked for us
1: I I love that and I just want to like double click on that too because I think that especially when you're working with smaller creators they, they have something to prove, right? Like meaning yes. like they, 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 they don't necessarily think that they're hot shit, like some yep. of the larger ones Absolutely. do, right? Absolutely. And, <laughs> and because of that, they, they're they they approach the opportunity with a lot of humility, typically, number one. And then number two, they're also, they've probably also seen your content before, right? Yep. They've seen what other people have done and they, they want to do something different. Like yep. they don't want to just do the, you know, POV you know yeah. st- seeing this cool mirror house would you who you know tag who you would stay with kind of yes. thing. like the thing that's, that that larger accounts can kind of get away with because they have the following they figured out the formula whatever some of these these smaller creators that are that are a little bit more niche they create incredible like their content yes. is gorgeous it's it's, yes. it's really well done but they haven't had their like pop-off moment yes. yet and so if you can get in with them now and to yeah. your point if, if it's you've got an open open night mm. anyways yeah. and, and it works out like Investing in those folks now will pay dividends in in the future because when they do get large and when they do get bigger, right? Obviously, the, the content they've already created will continue to perform and, and work for you. But then beyond that, they might even feel indebted to you to like come yes. back or or try something else, right? Yes. Because you you bet on them early. So I love that as a as a strategy, and that's yeah. certainly some something that folks listening should take away with is like don't follower count is only one metric to consider. Yes, I'd say like an equally important metric, if not even a more important metric to to think through and and, I should say like point of criteria to consider is like how good is the content like when you look at their stuff like how how moved are you right does it move you and if it does even if they've only got a few thousand followers or whatever chances are that it's just about a matter of time before something pops
0: off you, you might be the reason they pop off. And that's happened with us with our Geodome. You know, we didn't, we didn't even have the mirror house or anything done. And we had a few creators come out there and their content did so well that when we were ready to do the mirror house, their page had exploded a lot. One, particularly because of us, but at the same time, they were willing to come back to the mirror house for free and they came back and their video went viral again. And so there's one, there's two creators in particular I'm thinking of as I'm talking to this, they were much smaller, their Geodome did well. They came back for the mirror house and it exploded again. In. Yeah. And so, you know, like, and and maybe, and, you know, now that I'm building up and they're building up as well, I won't have an issue, um, you know, paying them if they get bigger and, and working out something. I'm sure they would, you know, I don't want to say cut me a deal, but yeah. like yeah. It, it's still a business relationship in the end, but it, it's one of those things that what I, I had to pay a cleaning fee and I had a hundred dollars or something and I had four or five viral videos, get 500,000 views. Like you can't pay for that any other way. Like, so you got to take a chance. And there (laughs) were several that didn't, that didn't do well, but it's one of those, you got to just take a chance with them. And and they still did. Okay. It's not like, I'm sure we got a booking or two out of it, which is, is, is just fine for me. And it's just branding. And they're also making content. You, make it as a collab post on your yep. page, which do really well. And then that day, you don't have to make a post necessarily, yeah. or you don't have to, you know, work with whoever's doing your marketing to make a post. It's, it kind of works both hand in hand for that. So there's yeah. a lot of really good benefits to working with smaller creators.
1: Uh, I, I love that. And I, I I would just add one last thing to this conversation, which is that, you know, when you think about sort of your your own audience development and your own audience growth, I, all all like the big people that I respect in the space that have like, Hundreds of thousands of followers yep. for like their properties, right? Um, what they'll tell you is you have to just you just have to commit to saying yes to a lot more people, even yes. even if like you you are unsure. Like like Isaac French from Live Oak like talked about this a lot when like he mm-hmm. was really investing in his in 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 bringing out creators and stuff. I think he has brought more people to live Oak Lake yep. than like anyone I've ever talked to. And, yep. and that might surprise people because they're like, well, wh- why would he need to? Like he's, you know, <laughs> he's got great bookings. Like he's, I mean, he's since sold live Oak Lake, but like point being like it, it as a business performed really, really well. Um, but, I think the reason it performed really well is like it was constantly in people's feeds. It was everywhere yeah. because he kept investing in people and would say yes to a lot more people than he'd say yep. no to, believe it or not, right? And I, I think at some point, maybe that, that switched a little bit, but I, I like to squash the belief that some folks have that like, oh, you should just be hyper, hyper, hyper selective with like who you bring out. Mm-hmm. You you should be intentional. You should be discerning, but like you could bring, I've, I've heard so many stories of people that have brought folks out that have huge followings like folks that have over a million followers right and they've performed horribly for them right and then in their point in there too (laughs) they bring up folks with ten thousand followers and that that reel goes viral and they get 10 bookings like so there isn't it's i I just say it's like really really important to make sure that there's alignment with the creator like get on the phone with them like yeah. do you like their vibe like are they are they a, yeah a respectful I, I think person? one
0: of the i think one of the biggest things that i made a mistake on was especially early on yeah. is i was saying yes to a lot of people but then like and i wouldn't really research their audience or what the, like what they actually do and there'd be somebody with for an example there's somebody with a million followers right yeah. but they didn't really do the kind of content like especially i don't want to say travel based only because that's not the only like creators that do really well yeah Well, there's a lot of food creators and things that do well but if they have like as rob, i heard i saw rob saying this one time he was talking yeah. about like if they're they're a bunch of you know if they're big booty shaking and they got a yeah. million followers it probably they're probably going to do absolutely nothing for your business you know like <laughs> and not necessarily that like it was actually i mean it was like a wrestler of sorts yeah. and yeah. i was like okay cool they wanted to come stay out That post did nothing, you know? it was because the audiences did not align with what I was trying to do. And that was a mistake I made is thinking at the beginning, I was like, oh, they got a bunch of followers. Like it'll at least get one or two bookings. And it may have, I don't know. But it was one of those things that, and I need to do a better job of getting discount because something I'm going to work on in the next yeah, year yeah. discount coach to really yeah. really track where these things are coming from so I know who is I, I can kind of tell now from from a for a million different reasons but the discount especially from some of the bigger properties that I pay attention to yeah, is they do a lot of discount codes with the creators, and then you know who exactly is is really sending in your people. And yep. I'm gonna do implement that more. But I, I, I once I started checking audiences much more, I, I, even the the smaller creators will do tremendous better because their audience is more in tune with this kind of content yeah no a hundred percent and i was um
1: so devin Lorup, who uh built the pacific bin mm-hmm. um which is you know a, a yeah. very popular account on on social mm-hmm. media i think he's i think his uh, or i do at least at least when i talked to him last his airbnb uh his short-term rental had like the largest social media following yeah. and one of the things that he said about influencers and creators specifically was he's instituted this like new model where you know, he might have, you can come, you can stay for free or whatever. He values like the night at whatever he values at based off of like the season and the time, or if you want to say two nights, three nights, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then what he says is he says, okay, cool. Like, you know, you have to pay for this and you're going to pay for it in like credits. So basically like if if it's going to cost, if this stay would have cost me 700 bucks or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right. Um, you can come out. Um, but, you you'll get and i'll pay you after 700 bucks so like he does like a rev share off of like the the rate, right and so he says okay and and what he what he has said which has been super helpful and he's maybe a little in a little bit of a different like category because sure he's done he is a creator himself and he's invested so much and he's really 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 good at content his stuff is you know very popular on instagram etc so not this isn't necessarily something that everyone should replicate Or at least every part of this strategy should they should replicate. But what I thought was interesting is he was saying, you want creators to have more skin in the game, right? Like, if if you can create a relationship with somebody where you say, hey, you come out and maybe you still comp their stay, but you say, look, like, I'm not going to pay you anything. But, right, for every booking that you generate via your discount code or whatever it is, I'll give you X percent of that booking for the next six months or for the next, you know, whatever it is. And then, and then that actually incentivizes them to host more content in, yes. in in many cases about Great. their experience with you so so many different ways to do that but i but I, I like the affiliate model specifically with creators as as that has become more of a thing five yep. five years ago it wasn't a thing three even yep. three years ago it was still kind of new right now people know it's a strategy people ask for free stays all the time all right the time. everyone thinks that they're an influencer right all, like that's the word <laughs> all that, the time <laughs> all the in. time so you know maybe a metric of like discerning like the wheat from the chaff a little bit and yeah. figuring out who's going to work with you, uh, who's going to align well with your brand is to consider some sort of like affiliate model. The people that immediately say no to that, right, probably aren't the people that you want to work Absolutely. with. <laughs> um, and
0: and whatnot. So, anyways, we can digress. But <laughs> very valid, but not all very good points. I'm, I'm sure starting up that's harder to. And because obviously you need yes. to like the Pacific Bend, for an example like they've established that they can get bookings on their yeah. own and, and through creators and i feel like i'm getting towards there too myself so we've yeah. we've stopped paying as many creators we really just do free exchanges yeah or if there's a creator we really want to work with which we, you know we we analyze we use social um, yeah. Dot um.com to analyze a lot of you know people hit us up all the time we get a million requests for people to stay yeah. and now we're a little choosier but you know we do give a lot of smaller creators the thing but what, what we will do is some people that just want to make the content. Yeah. Cause we, you know, we value our nights, 500, $600 a night to yeah. stay.
1: Yeah. And
0: so we, we will offer people if they're like, if they're smaller and now that we're getting a little more established and I mean, like say really smaller, we will say like, Hey, we have a time frame on a Monday or Tuesday from noon to two. Like my cleaner team will be out there or something. Yeah. You can go out there and shoot content. Like we're not gonna pay you. Yeah. Um, but you're more than welcome to go make a bunch of content and, and especially some people, you know, we'll do the exchange for stay, but it's, we're also getting a little pickier with that now. Cause some, especially the smaller ones, we'll just let them go make some content yeah. if they do well, or they make a, like a, a, a good reel or whatever like that, then we might bring them back and let them stay, stay the night or something. Yeah. So that's how we give real good test runs for much smaller creators. I'll have people on site kind of, I don't want to say monitoring them, but. You know just making sure things don't go awry and then uh yeah that's a, that's the thing we've done pretty well with some other people got some content out of it. nothing's gone majorly viral yeah. but it's just it's one of those things like you're saying like we, we're saying yes to more still right now but trying to find a way to also maximize our you know our profitability at the yeah. same time i i love that that's a that's a fantastic strategy and something that you know people sh- listening in
1: especially with like regional folks like yeah if you've got regional creators you want to work with that's a that's a brilliant strategy Last-minute cancellations suck, and that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site, and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest, and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form, and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses ping is what the best airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings you can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just 39 dollars a year at bnbping.com again that's bnbping.com i did i did want to ask Garrett a little bit about um how you have thought about sort of like the like competition right like mm-hmm. You know, from my experience, um, and from my DMs, and from the people that I've had on this podcast, Texas, Texas seems to be this like place where like lots of really cool yeah. unique stays are are popping up, right? And and to your earlier point, I think a lot of them are happening, you know, a couple hours outside of uh, mm-hmm. Austin, right? And and Houston's obviously a, a different market. I don't know as many in, in the, sort of the Houston area, but like yeah. how how have you seen or have you seen sort of like competition uh, affect you guys uh, mm-hmm. do you guys do, are you connected with all the other sort of entrepreneurs that are building these unique stays in texas like mm-hmm. do you guys are there like you know secret like meetings that you all have <laughs> and because there are there are a lot there are yeah. a lot of like unique stays unique clamping sites right popping up in in the texas hill country yep. um so what what are what are your thoughts on kind of like texas as a market right now
0: uh, I think Texas is an amazing market in general. I mean, obviously we're huge. There's, yeah. I can name 10 or 20 different areas that people could build a successful, um, unique structure in, just off the top of my head. Some of them yeah. may be, you know, more, um, packed than others, but, uh, Houston surprisingly, and I really don't know that, that I, I connect with a lot of different people around Texas. I know quite a few retreat on the Hill and some other play Udo Escape, and all those are a lot in Austin. And I, like I said, I do not know how to answer this question, but for some reason, Houston, has not had the glamping come to it. And yeah. it's it, it shocked me. Even when I got my dome and got the property, and it took me, I actually went on tour. Um, before then, so I was out for like another six months and it took me like a year to get the dome built. I was like, for sure, somebody is going to have like six domes by the time I come back (laughs) somehow, you know, if you're listening to this and you're from Houston, don't, don't take this as a, as a thing to start building seven or eight domes. Uh, but for Houston was wide open. That was one of the reasons why I was, I kind of was, was shocked by that because it's, we're the fourth largest city and we have a lot of really, really cool spaces outside of it. Um, I know that there's going to be more popping up and there's been a couple, you know, here and there in the area that are not, not exactly what we do. Um, I think one thing that we hit on was we knew our target, what we wanted to do, um, for our target market. We really go after couples, romantic stays, yeah. um, girls trips, small things like that. And there's a couple others that built it and it's more family friendly per se. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so they kind of, and, and I, that was the only one. That was in the area it was they do a lot of shipping containers but it was based for more families so going into that i was like okay like we know we'll be able to really capture this romantic market or you know girls small girls trips things like that and uh, we really analyzed our competition in austin and uh waco is a really good place like where live oak lake is and um dallas dallas is a little more finicky now because they've been cracking down on some areas of short-term rentals, but overall, I, I'm not really sure why Houston didn't get, doesn't get more. And I'm sure there will be more, Yeah, but Texas in general, we have, I mean, I think, I think the atmosphere too, for it, like, uh, e- even for, we have a lot of different areas that are, um, beautiful, but then I, I feel like we we're almost a, I don't want to say a year round place, but we have people like, we're never going to have a slow season really yeah. where I'm at because even in the winter right now, it's, you know, 45 degrees, 50 degrees, and people still are out and about all this. It never gets below 30, you yeah, know, most of the yeah, time. The yeah. summer is definitely harder to deal with in Texas because it's very hot, but then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do to mitigate that and and make your experiences better. You know, cold showers, cold plunges, pools, um, you know, obviously indoor things like that, but we also yeah. recommend a lot for our guests to go out and do. Um, so that's one reason why I think Texas is, is a hot spot. And we just have a lot of people that really, really are of value in the creative space. And I love it, too, because I think more eyes brought on glamping. Like, And you can even see this through our Google Analytics, like the terms of glamping in Texas and glamping near Houston and, and mm. glamping just in general has risen over the past year tremendously. And a lot of it is due to, uh, you know, more people, more. Some people would get intimidated by the more competitors out there, which, you know, has its own thing to it as well. But yeah, the, a lot of people still are new to glamping people will ask me all the time like what is glamping i haven't heard yeah. of it and so i think <laughs> you know bringing those eyes onto it in general it, it has helped us a lot so the competition has been favorable for me because i don't have much in my area yeah Um, and and that term getting bigger in austin and all that makes people in houston more curious yeah but uh, you know i I might and and we could do this conversation in a year and we could have 10 (laughs) different glamping sites that popped up and so i maybe answer it different then so yeah um, we we have been able to differentiate ourselves just by being unique and and kind of beating some people to the market
1: yeah no, I mean, but again, from my perspective, that's exactly what you guys have done. And like, I'm not no. familiar with anybody else no. you know, in, in, in sort of the, the greater Houston area. Uh, all the folks I know are, are in other parts of Texas. So, mm. I mean, you know, kudos, kudos to you for, for kind of being an early adopter here. Um, you know, what I'll tell you, what I'll tell the listeners is that I strongly recommend, like if you are, if you want to build unique stays anywhere, go and just visit Texas because like there are so many options. You you know, take a week, go to, you know, live Oak Lake, go to, you know, what Ben Wolf is doing over at Onera go Mm -hmm. to, you know, Mm -hmm. if you just drive to, to, to Fredericksburg in, in like, Texas, wine oh, yeah. country, just from Austin or from San Antonio to Fredericksburg along the way, you'll just see, like, every other, like, yep. you know, mile. There's something. There's, yeah. like, a, you know, container house, ho- like, hotel thing. There's, like, you know, safari tents galore. Like, yep. you just you just can experience and, and go stay at all those like Go spend a night at each place. Go just check it out. Right? Yep. Because I, I do think that, like, per capita, there just seems to be more, people that are experimenting with new expressions of hospitality more so there than, than like anywhere else, Uh, you know, there are obviously beautiful, really unique stays elsewhere in the, in, in the country and obviously in the world, but like in terms of it, them being consolidated to like one area, I do feel like, at least from my vantage point texas seems to have the the corner on 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 the market right now
0: yeah and they all do well too and uh, in the market <laughs> texas can support it like yeah. you know I, I obviously don't know their financials but man there's every time every day i see a new place that like will have 25 30,000 instagram followers like <laughs> you can look at their bookings and they're booked for like a month or two straight and, yeah. and, and so it's i love it i'm all a fan of it i think all of it helps everybody and and yeah. the word getting the word glamping if you know like bigger and more searched and you know once something people want to do it just helps everybody at this yeah. point i think in in the journey
1: Yeah. Well, dude, this has been, um, an incredible conversation. I'm, I'm so thankful for you and and your time and for sharing a little bit of your story with us for folks who are tuning in that want to learn more. Uh, they want to book a stay. They want to just learn a little bit more from you. I'll have links to your website, to your Instagram, all that fun stuff in the show notes below, but, uh, anywhere else you'd want folks to, to reach out if they're interested in learning more uh, about what you're doing, or I don't know if you're taking on like any, uh, you know, investors, if you, for, for future projects, just, uh, you know, if folks want to get in touch, what's the best way for them to do so?
0: Um, you, you can definitely, uh, reach out to any of the Cameron ranch glamping sites, but also my main real estate kind of DIY glamping, uh, YouTube page that I do a lot is nice flipping choice. Um, nice. I put out a lot of content there. I'm, I'm doing some stuff with bigger pockets this year for glamping and other things. Um, so I do a, anything, a lot of questions that come through there, I can definitely help with, and I, I'd love to connect with anybody and, uh, talk through and we're always looking we're, as we're trying to expand, we're always looking maybe for partners or investors in other areas. So we're open to hearing everything wonderful so i'll have a link to your youtube channel in
1: the show notes below as well garrett thanks so much for your time man thanks appreciate you having me on Thanks for joining us for this episode of Behind the Stays. I'd love to know what you thought of the episode. Feel free to shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com, Or find me on X, formerly Twitter, at zboozy, that's Z-B-O-O-Z-E-E, or on LinkedIn at Zach Cruz. If this is your first time tuning in, it's a pleasure to have you, and we hope to have you back again soon. If you've been a listener for a while though, I'd greatly appreciate if you could subscribe and then leave us a rating and review of the show wherever you are currently streaming this podcast. Last but certainly not least, spontaneous and Behind The Stays are totally bootstrapped and my ability to bring you these stories is only possible because of our incredible advertising partners. We're very much a startup show. And while our growth rate is amazing, thanks to all you who keep tuning in and sharing our show with your friends and family, we haven't quote unquote made it yet. So if you could do me a huge favor and go and check out the sponsor for today's episode in the show notes below, I would greatly appreciate it. Even if their offering doesn't make sense for you right now, sending them a quick message on social or an email, just saying that you're listening to the show and you appreciate their support would be incredibly amazing. All right, friends, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you on the next episode of Behind the Stays.